Welcome to another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld. Welcome to another opportunity to exchange limiting and restricting lies, illusions, and stories for a direct and consistent experience of truth. Welcome to this episode where my topic is secret desires. <laughs> now, what do I mean by that? Well, think of it this way. Imagine that you and I are sitting across the table from each other having a cup of coffee or a drink. And I slid a pad of paper across to you and gave you a pen. And I said, write down the top 10 things that you'd really like to have in your life right now. Imagine maybe that I'm a magic genie and I'm actually going to grant you 10 wishes to give you those 10 things. So that's kind of the context. My guess is before listening to this audio, you've already got your list and maybe it's got five things on it, 10 things on it, 50 things on it. I don't know. But the odds are you have a list of results, goals, specific things that you've been trying to do in your life. I call it change, fix and improve life. And so you have your list. So let's imagine that you wrote down these 10 things that you really would like to have happen. Now, the interesting thing is, and you might be an exception to this or a partial exception to this, I would find out if we were actually one-on-one. I have to make some assumptions in this audio because it's designed for a lot of different people simultaneously. But the odds are, if we took a look at the 10 things that you put on your list, all of them or most of them, would be for what I call money, stuff, and things. Now, for the rest of this audio, even if you'd put some things on your list that are not money, stuff, or things, and by the way, the money, stuff, or things could be for yourself. It could also be for a child or a partner or a family member or whatever else. It might be money, stuff, and things for them. Now, if what you would put on your list would include some other things, which we'll talk about in a minute, then let's ignore those for now and just focus on the things that you would put on your list that have to do with money, stuff, and things. Now, by the way, you might want to pause this audio and actually do this. Make your list of 10 things, or you might want to do that after you finish the audio so that you can actually go through the process, if you will, the exercise, if you will, whatever you want to call it, that I'm going to be talking about here so you can really see how this plays out for yourself. Now, again, your list may be slightly different from this, but I'm going to take a couple of examples, a few examples of things that people who have come into my sphere of influence put on their lists, and I'll just use them as an example. Now, if the example fits your situation, great, then you can take it literally. And if it doesn't, then my invitation to you is adapt what I'm going to be saying, look at what I am pointing at for whatever the top Uh, items are that would actually be on your list. Now, a lot of people who come into my sphere of influence or who participate in personal development, spiritual development, self-help, or success kinds of dynamics uh, will do it because they want to increase their income. So it's a money thing. And it doesn't need to be personal development, spiritual development, self-help. It could also be somebody that studies marketing or business building, uh, or public relations, or whatever else is some way of increasing sales for their business, or whatever else it might be. Still money-related. So in this case, the surface desire 
the visible desire is to increase my income. And then, you know, there's usually a number of how many dollars or whatever your currency is that the income desire to increase to focuses on. So that's the surface or the visible desire. But the surface or the visible desire is not what you really want. It's a means to an end. We want our surface and our visible desires because there's a secret desire and maybe we're conscious of it, maybe we're not. Maybe we're conscious of it on some level but we forget day to day as we focus on trying to produce the visible results, get the visible desires. But there's always a secret desire underneath. There's why are we doing it? Why do you want in this example to make more money? It's always I want to make more money so that I can and then fill in the blank. Now I used to do an exercise like this at live events. It's been a long time since I've done that. But I used to do this at live events. I would ask somebody in the audience to volunteer. And I would say, what's something that you'd really like to have in your life right now? And they would raise their hand and they would say whatever. Now again, let's just say that they said, I want to make more money. And then let's say I said, how much more, you know, what would you like to make a year in income or whatever? And they gave me a number. And then I would say to them, okay, if you got that, if you were making X dollars a year or whatever else it is, what would it give you? Now, there are exceptions again. But in general, that question fries the mind, it fries the brain, because we're not used to looking at the secret desire. We're used to being, I'll call it, obsessively focused on the surface or the visible desire. And so sometimes people would give me a funny look and their jaw would drop and they'd be silent. They wouldn't know what to say. Sometimes people would say, what do you mean by that or whatever? But ultimately, with a little bit of dialogue, a little bit of pushing, they'll answer the question. Now, sometimes... The way that they answer the question, and again, I invite you to do this with yourself. Go down this list of questions like I'm narrating here so that you can have this experience I'm talking about. So sometimes when I say, well, if you were making that much money, what would it give you? What would it set in motion for you? What would you be able to do or have or be that you're not now? And sometimes that'll take you to the secret desire But a lot of times it'll take you to another level of visible desire, another money stuff or things dynamic. For example, I might say, well, if you made that much money, what would it give you? And they might say, well, I'd be able to move into a bigger apartment. I'd be able to move into a better neighborhood. I'd be able to drive a better car. I'd be able to buy uh, better clothing. I'd be able to take a fancier vacation, you know, whatever it is. And so it would be another money stuff and thing answer which is fine, Uh, no judgment of any of this, except if it's a money, stuff, and thing answer, it's still not getting to the secret desire. So I would continue this process. So let's say they said, I'd like to double my income. And then I said, well, if you doubled your income, what would it give you? And let's say they told me, well, I could get a better car. And then I said to them, well, if you had a better car, what would that give you? And their answer might be money, stuff, and things, or it might reveal the secret desire. What I found when I used to do this with people at live events and sometimes one-on-one is that if I kept recycling the question, if I kept saying, well, if you got that, what would it give you? What would it make possible? What would it change? Uh, What would it set into motion for you? If I asked that question enough, we then finally got to the secret desire. And the fascinating and quite surprising, even shocking thing that I discovered on this journey in doing this is that the secret desire was always a feeling. 
always, with no exception. Now, it's very hard, you know, these days to make some sort of a universal generalization that doesn't have exceptions. But from my experience, that's the case here. If you ask the question enough, and by the way, there's no pressuring or browbeating or trying to force or move somebody or nudge them in a direction that they don't want to go. People would always give me this themselves. I would simply continue to repeat the question, be patient <laughs> each time that it appeared to fry the brain, fry the mind, and you know, yes, maybe nudge a little bit for them just to look at what the answer was in their mind, but I didn't tell them anything. I never said, well, come on, there's got to be a feeling, you know. Um, I didn't lead them in any direction. I just waited. I kept asking the question, and it always came down to a feeling. When we went through all the layers of money, stuff, and things, when we went through all the visible layers, when we went through all of what I call the lies, illusions, and stories, there were many variations and different possibilities, but it always what would pop out is, well, then I would be happy, or then I would feel at peace, or then I wouldn't be so fearful, or then I wouldn't feel so much anxiety all the time. It was always something like that. Again, it was a feeling. Maybe it would be because then it would be fun or I would have fun, or I'd have more fun than I'm having now. But again, fun is a feeling. It's not a money, stuff, or thing. It's a feeling. Using my current language for what I call the ultimate freedom teachings and the ultimate freedom experience that I now share as my primary focus, it was always an appearance in inner space is what I call it, not something appearing in what I call story space, which is where all the money, stuff, and things are. And again, I invite you either to pause this, which I know is unlikely, <laughs> or to do it later, but go actually go through this exercise. Maybe just take one thing or two things or three things that you really want in your life right now, results you've really been trying to produce, things you've really been trying to change, fix, and improve using whatever technique or method or practice or system you've been using, and ask yourself, if I got this goal I've been working on, if I got this whatever, what would it give me? And if it's a, a money stuff or things answer, ask the question again with that answer. Well, then what would that give you? What would that give you? What would that give you? And you'll find that this happens for you too. Now, there are times, again, the mind will go blank and you have to wait. There are times the mind will kick out. No, that's it. I just really want da-da-da-da, money, stuff, and thing, whatever it is. And uh, the mind will appear to resist going down to the secret desire. But my bias, my experience in my own life and dealing with tens of thousands uh, of people in person all over the world now is that there's always a secret desire underneath the visible desire, whether there's one layer of visible desires or multiple layers of visible desires that are linked and covering up the secret desire, but there's always a secret desire, and that secret desire is always feeling-based. Now, at this point, you may agree with that. You may not agree with that. You may be open to it being true. You may kind of think it makes sense. Maybe you're not fully convinced, whatever. But let's take this deeper, and for the moment, I'm just going to assume that you and I are in agreement that that's the case. You can verify this for yourself from your own experience, and it doesn't take an enormous amount of work or being a brain surgeon or having a PhD or whatever else it is. So let's take this deeper. If it's true that there's always a secret desire underneath one or more layers of visible desire, then my question to you is, is it possible to get the visible desire but not get the secret desire? Let's say, for example, that the visible desire, in this example I'm using, adapted to your own situation, is to double my income. 
And the secret desire is to feel at peace. Let's imagine that uh, the person saying, I want to double my income, has been under an enormous amount of stress, has an enormous amount of fear and anxiety that runs from uh, not having enough money, quote unquote. And so the secret desire is to just be able to breathe a sigh of relief and relax and feel confident and safe and comfortable and free from anxiety, fear, and worry. So continuing that example, is it possible that in that scenario, the person could in fact get the visible desire, double their income, but not get the secret desire, which would mean peace of mind um, and freedom from the anxiety and the negativity, let's call it. Well, you know the answer to that question as well as I do. The answer to that question is yes. Not only is it possible to get visible desires, but not get the secret desire. But that's what happens with most people most of the time. And that's what happened with me for most of my life when I was, again, I'm going to call it obsessively focused only on the visible desires without really dropping down to look at what was going on underneath it, what I really wanted, uh, what was really most important to me. So my guess is you can see where I'm going here because this brings up an interesting question. If there's always, or let's just say for purposes of discussion here, almost always, I believe it's always, but I'll let it go with uh, almost always, a secret desire underneath the visible desires that we focus on and work so hard to try to gratify. And so much of the time, if not all the time, even if we get the visible desires, it doesn't give us the secret desire. Then my question is, does that suggest that perhaps there might be a different approach that we take in our day-to-day lives in terms of the results that we want to produce? Maybe what would make more sense And what would lead to, let's just call it a rich, fulfilling, and satisfying life, free from negativity, maybe what makes more sense as a day-to-day strategy is to reverse that whole dynamic and to get clear on what are our secret desires underneath all these things, the visible desires that we spend so much time, money, and energy pursuing, and focus instead on trying to find a way to get the secret desire Now, I'm not saying that this needs to be done instead of the visible desires, although sometimes that'll happen. I'm not saying, well, forget the money, just focus on the feeling that's the secret desire underneath it. You can still work on trying to double your income or to do whatever else it is. That's just the example that I was using. So in terms of taking a different approach, going down a different path, there's two possibilities. One is you just make your number one priority and focus trying to find a way to experience the secret desire. And you let go of some or all of the visible desires that you've been focused so much on. That's one possibility. The other possibility is you do them both simultaneously. If there's a money stuff and thing desire that's the visible desire, fine. You can still do whatever you do to try to produce that while simultaneously focusing on finding a way to fulfill the secret desire. What happened on my journey is the first of those two options. I stopped focusing. And again, I'm not suggesting this. It's not a prescription. It's not a rule or a formula. It's a possibility. It's what happened with me, which is what I'm narrating here. I stopped focusing on trying to produce visible desires. And I started focusing exclusively on trying to produce the secret desires, which again always had to do with what was going on in what I call inner space related to feelings. 
And what I discovered, much to my surprise and my shock, and I share this in two of the online experiences that I offer, the Forever Free from Negativity Experience and the Ultimate Freedom Experience, which is offered live and also uh, in an online version, what I share in that is the shocking thing that I saw happen is when I shifted my focus, I focused exclusively on trying to find a way to produce the secret desires that were underneath all my visible desires, and I was able to do that. I was able to get the secret desires on a consistent basis. The funny, ironic, shocking, startling, surprising thing was all of the visible desires then started falling into place. But now all of a sudden, I was getting the visible desires, whatever they were, and I was getting the secret desires. I was getting both. So it was a gigantic double win, you know, double victory, double your pleasure, you know, whatever it might be, instead of what happened to me for most of my life and what happens to most people most of their lives is that they push, 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 push for the visible desires. Maybe they get them, maybe they don't, but even if they do, it doesn't tend to give them, there are exceptions, it doesn't tend to give them the secret desires that they want. And so then they have another visible desire and they try to get that. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but if they do, it doesn't give them the secret desire. And so they're on this endless loop of not living the life that they really want, not getting what they really want because they're so hypnotized. And again, I was the same way. I'm not being critical or judgmental. It's the way most people are. So hypnotized and mesmerized by the visible desires, not dropping down to see what's underneath them and not working to get what's underneath them, which is the secret desire. So I'm going to end this episode here. This is intended, as so many of my shares are, to be like drops in your pond that will then ripple out afterwards and create a variety of ongoing effects within you as a result of these particular drops. So I'm going to let these drops ripple out, (laughs) see where they go in your story. But I do invite you to not just listen to this and say, oh, well, that was interesting or that sounds whatever, but to actually go through what I talked about. Could be with just one thing, could be two things, like we started out, write down 10 things. Just take one or two things, write on a piece of paper. If I was a magic genie and I was going to grant you two wishes right now, three wishes right now, what would it be for? And then look at them and see, are they money, stuff, and things? Or are they feelings? And if they're feelings, great. But if they're money, stuff, and things, then ask yourself the question. If I got that, what would it give me? And if what you get back is another money, stuff, and things desire, then ask the question again. And keep asking the question with however many layers there might be of visible desires, money, stuff, and things until ultimately you get down to that secret desire. Verify this for yourself. And then, again, as I mentioned, think about it. Well, what makes the most sense then? Ignoring the secret desire and continuing to push exclusively for the visible desire that may or may not, odds are, will not give you what you really want, the secret desire that's underneath it. What makes more sense in terms of what to do day to day? And I think once you've verified this for yourself, what you will discover is that what makes most sense, again, is one of the two options that I mentioned. Shift your focus to either exclusively try to find a way to experience the secret desire or both simultaneously. Continue to pursue whatever visible desires are on your list that are interesting to you, important to you, valuable to you, and simultaneously look to find a way to produce the secret desire, to experience the secret desire. 
Now, my prediction for you, because I've saw this happen in my own life and I've seen it happen in the lives of thousands of people all over the world now uh, who have experienced the either forever free from negativity or ultimate freedom experience teachings that I share now. I think you will experience this other funny, surprising, startling, shocking thing, which is that when you do shift your focus exclusively or simultaneously to getting the secret desires, the visible desires tend to take care of themselves. And when I say tend to take care of themselves, sometimes it means that you get what the visible desire was. In the example I've been using, you do actually double your income. Or it might be that you one and a half your income, but it doesn't matter because you've got the secret desire and that's great. Or it could be that you triple your income or more or whatever else it is. But it takes care of itself in a way that you'll be happy with, that you'll be thrilled with, that will ultimately lead to what I call a rich, fulfilling and satisfying and truly successful, truly prosperous and abundant life with all of these kinds of dynamics considered together. Now, if you take the time to verify what I've said here for yourself, to see the secret desires that are hiding underneath your visible desires, you actually go through it. I'd love it if you'd share it with me, whether it would be on Facebook, it would be on my blog as a comment, if that's where you got this audio, if it would be an email that you send to my office, and if you're listening to this through my podcast or some other way, my website's robertscheinfeld.com, and you could go there, go to the contact tab, and uh, click on the email or just send an email to support at robertscheinfeld.com and just share your experience with me. Yeah, Robert, I did this exercise and it blew me away. You're right. Underneath my desire, my visible desire for da-da-da-da, what's underneath it is this feeling thing. And wow. And share anything else in terms of how these drops ripple out in your story. I'd love to know. And on that note, I will close this episode and I'll say bye-bye for now. As always, I will look forward to our next form of contact, whatever shape that takes. Okay, I admit it. I am a man on a mission, and my mission is to facilitate what I call the awakening of ultimate freedom in as many life stories for people around the world as possible. And I'd love to help you too. If you'd like to discover more about the Ultimate Freedom Teachings, I created a special free training for you that is delivered by both email and video that I'd love to share with you. To get immediate access, visit my website, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash training, robertscheinfeld.com forward slash training. That completes another episode of the Illusions and Truth Show with Robert Scheinfeld.